Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! But anyway, I popped out, um, I popped off on Twitter about cancel culture and I was like, this is why cancel culture can exist and accountability culture needs to. What a high horse you almost sit on to think in 04 you weren't calling everything gay. Jenna Marbles has been apologetic and inclusive since we all woke up from the early 2000s nightmare of problematic shit. Admitting your mistakes and learning from them to be a better person is what we desperately need in the world, not to cancel them into oblivion. And yeah, so off mic. So this is like just happening. The whole Jenna Marbles is leaving YouTube because people tried to cancel her from for some shit that she did in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. and you brought up like how people are trying to like fucking cancel Trixie Mattel the drag queen because she did a performance as Gypsy Rose Blanchard in a wheelchair mm-hmm. they said that was ableist or something yeah they were uh, like you need to apologize uh, to the disabled community because you're being ableist even though Gypsy Rose wasn't yeah even disabled um, also like I feel like drag queens can do a lot of stuff that I would dare say would be inappropriate because their whole shtick is exaggerations of like mm-hmm. culture. Like even like the way that they do their hair, their makeup and their nails is an exaggeration on women. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, cancel culture is real right now. It's just like basically that virtue signal, yeah, right? It's, exactly. It's a way for people who aren't doing much in any movement whatsoever to be relevant. It's just armchair activism. It is. And it's kind of like a tale of what we were talking about last week. And it's just like so unfortunate. And it's 1000% the reason why Trump's going to fucking win again in 2020. Because all we do is bite our own tail. Like all we do is separate our own side. Like mm-hmm. these are clear defined allies and we're pushing them into the fucking ground, into a grave because they said like fag in 2004. Right. Bitch. We all did. That was, I swear that was like on shirts, like scenester shirts. Yeah. I swear that was yeah. like a thing. Like a thousand percent. Like, like, I think I had a hair clip at one point. That probably. Was like that said homo or something. Probably. Like we, I just, everything was gay and like we were all gay and calling everything gay in a derogatory sense. And I'm just like, but we don't do that now. We've, yeah. we learned that that was not the move to make. We were all fucking children in like a quote-unquote unwoke era and those children grew up learned became better and are now the allies fighting for a fucking modern day revolution right the same time you're trying to cancel them because you saw a tweet that they put out in 2004 it's like unfortunate that the internet came out and then we woke up we didn't wake up and then the internet came the internet came, then we woke up. So there's evidence of your ignorant ass 15 year old self. Right. And it's, it's just super unfortunate. I don't know. So, (sighs) Hey, what's up? My name's Noel. And I think, um, we should stop cancel culture. Hey, and I'm Chelsea. I'm the greasy pig at the fair. Cute. Is it? (laughs)
greasy pig at the fair. Um, the first thing you said to me was how red I was. You look sunburned as fuck, but I didn't realize that's just what happens to your skin when uh, I, you I run. I run mere meter. Open Google Docs. I'm trying so hard to get Oh, fit. it's listening to you. Hold on. <laughs> Open Google Docs. Call her ex. Um, <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get fit by like eating salads and uh, that's it. Drink <laughs> and drinking water and like not eating candy. Oof. And I've been so the CrossFit. It's like normally like so unaffordable for me, but we have a sponsorship for our roller derby league, and uh, I've been doing it for five weeks, and I don't quite yet look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't fucking figure out why steroids. Like, what do you... Steroids. Do I just look as chinny as ever? No. I've been thinking you've been losing weight for a while now. God, man. You just look red as shit, so I don't really know what that's about. Yeah, I did go fishing today with Puffin. Mm. Um, Yeah, this is a sunburn that you haven't seen yet. This is not... Yeah, look at my titties. Did I ever show you these? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I thought I put on sunscreen, though. Bitch, you did not. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. The sun, look at the sunburn on my fat roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. In this moment, everyone should be happy that podcasting is essentially radio and not video. It's like a mouth. You know, <laughs> thank you for putting that to your stomach. <laughs> I, you know, both of our partners are like, you guys should film it and put it on Twitch or what the fuck ever they say. And I'm like, absolutely not. Cause that would no. mean I have to get ready and that Chelsea can't put her stomach out <laughs> and make rolls with it you i had showed you my nipple one time because yeah. we were comparing colors i can't yeah. put that on the internet no are you kidding me we'll get canceled so fast oh my god <laughs> um but anyway i so i decided to completely derail this week um because we got a really awesome review on itunes and they said i would like it if you guys like everything i love what you guys are doing the podcast is the best it's ever been keep doing your thing it would just be kind of cool if you you did another creepy pasta, so that's what we're doing. <laughs> I'll do anything for validation. I'll do anything for a good review. Be like Chelsea should eat thirty shrimp on air, and I'm like, I'm deathly allergic, but I'll do it. I'll like, do it. Five star review, yay. you better believe. Um, and we put out a last minute call to action of um, listener creepy pastas, and y'all fucking came through. We have we have a pages there's probably going to be a second part to this i don't know we'll find out we have also, 12 pages of single space 11.5 font yeah baby stories. that's so, what it is that's what it fucking is how so, should we do this you um, read one yeah I read we'll, one. we'll go back and forth um and and in, we haven't read these no that's what i was going to say in true um listener pasta fashion we do not read these we will read them as they're given to us, um, spelling errors and all. Um, yeah, so we're gonna. Ex- I think it's better to experience it as a group, as a whole collective, us and you. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, here we go. Okay, so my uncle Bobby and his husband Jeff Keon had just moved into a new house. Jeff was upstairs coloring with my little cousin while my uncle was unpacking. My cousin, who is like three and a half at the time, goes, quit it and start, start, start giggling. I'm going to, ho- I'm going to say you meant to say started giggling. You have to read every uh, <laughs> gram- like grammatical inaccuracy. <laughs> and started giggling and sort of brushing at her hair. 
Jeff says, honey, I didn't touch you. She kind of shrugs it off and keeps coloring. Same thing happens a few minutes later. She giggles, brushes at her hair and says, quit it. Again, Jeff says, I didn't touch you. And she just nonchalantly says, I'm not talking to you. Of course, Jeff says, who are you talking to? And she says, the Christmas lady. Who is the Christmas lady? My friend, she plays with me. She sings when I can't sleep. What does she look like? My cousin describes her vividly. Jeff gets a little unsettled and tells her they're going to go downstairs. I'm the Christmas lady. My name's Noelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, why don't we know what she looks like? Oh, wait, maybe this is it. Fast forward a couple hours later and my uncle had finished unpacking the photos he was working on and my cousin walks by and points at a photo and says, Christmas lady. It's a photo of my great grandmother. Why my three and a half year old cousin had no idea who, who, thank you, who my three and a half year old cousin had no idea had died on Christmas morning, 2002. Her description of Christmas lady was exactly my great grandmother. Oh, you know what? Children are weird. Like, Mm -hmm. and I mean that in every sense of the word from them making snot bubbles to them seeing ghosts. Every single creepy story about ghosts has children in it. They're either conjuring the ghost or they are a ghost or they're inviting ghosts in. Mm-hmm. I just like, cause you know how teenage girls tend to be like the poltergeisty shit. Yeah. They summon it with their yeah. menstrual cycle. Yeah. With used tampons, the <laughs> demons come, but children are more like, you know, the lady with no head plays soccer with me outside. And you're like, what? Oh, I was creepy. <laughs> creepy to the T. Like, my mom would be home. Like, she was a homemaker. And then she, like, a glass would fall and mm-hmm. break. And she'd be like, oh, that sucks. And then I'd get home from, like, kindergarten. And I'd be like, my friend says she's sorry for breaking your cup. And my mom hadn't told me, but she'd be like, ah! And I'd just, like, be sitting there staring at her. <laughs> Or I would like. Do you remember these things? No, I remember the ring, like crawling like the ring girl into my mom's you? room at night. Yeah, just like why your mother didn't smother you to death with a pillow, staring at my mom and going <laughs> until she would wake up. She'd be like, <laughs> my poor mom. Oh uh, my god! I wonder why she dropped dead suddenly. Maybe that has something <laughs> you, to do you oh fucking, you Every fucking strain on life. You know, okay, this is going to be a problematic sentence and might get me canceled, but it's fine. You know how sometimes moms will like kill themselves and their babies, you know, like in a bathtub. <laughs> you know, you know how that's a thing. Like, so <laughs> my mom should have killed me in the bathtub. <laughs> I'm saying that exactly, and also <laughs> saying like. Maybe those moms were just creeped out by their <laughs> ghost kid. Yeah, no, I used to like, my mom would be like asleep because my dad would go away for work a lot and then she'd wake up and I'd just be staring at her and she's like, what's wrong? And I'd just be like, I'm afraid. Mm. She'd be like, what, sweetie? And I'd just be like, the devil. <laughs> oh my God. And my poor mom. Dude, right. I think, well, that's what I think. Little kids are all, whether you see a ghost or you are the ghost, there's it's like a spectrum, kind of like autism, children and poltergeist. Yeah. But I feel like all kids, even if they never had like a ghost experience, do the creepy shit of just standing in silence in the dark <laughs> over their parents' sleeping bodies. You know, you're not supposed to be in your parents' room, <laughs> so you're like spreading the courage. Like, and then they sense that you're there. Yeah, they wake up like in a jolt of fear, and you're like, 
Like they always wake up so violently and then you're scared and then you jump and everyone's jumping. <laughs> like how children don't get decked by their sleeping parents every single night is a fucking miracle. Like Maybe they do. Maybe that's why I have such bad memories. <laughs> right. That's why we're all a little slow. We got bopped <laughs> yeah, in the head. Like, <laughs> like my sister was the queen of that too. I would be sleeping and she would come in my room and just, and Zoe when she was younger was a fucking granimal dude. She had like the <laughs> biggest seven head and fucked up buck teeth and giant eyes and like this pin tight curly hair that she like never brushed because she's weird about it and so she looked like a little monster and I would wake up because again you would sense something and she'd just be over my bed <laughs> I would just scream bloody murder. Are you guys like seven years apart? Yeah, we're like nine years apart. Oh my god. Yeah, she was a child. I would just face push her into oblivion like oh man but then she she joined a cult yeah exactly she needed creepy love (laughs) she would run away and like that doesn't help when you think a demon's over you and it scuttles out of her yeah it does look like she would scuttle (laughs) she does she's really little yeah she's a little scuttler okay (laughs) anyway kids are creepy go on okay okay second story Growing up, my family would frequently visit my grandmother, my mom's mom. Thank you for what a grandmother is. Her maternal grandmother (laughs) in her pool and eat ice cream until we puked our guts into the summer months. It was a meeting place for the extended (laughs) family. They say that like it's normal. Like, don't you also eat enough ice cream until you puke in a pool? I mean, one time I did the gallon challenge. What the fuck's that? It's where you try to drink a gallon of milk in an hour. And I had an unbroken. That's disgusting. I had an unbroken stream of puke from my oh. mouth to the ground, and I was also like, I was sitting, um, I was sitting on the curb with like my head between my knees, throwing up, and I was holding my hair, and I looked at my friend Tabitha, and I was like, "Can I have your hair tie on your wrist?" And it's the most cold tone. She goes, "No, I need it." And then I was just like, <laughs> puke in my hair. Dude. Anyway, anyway, come on. I'm, tr- I'm adding this is, this is why we have to cancel white people. Only white people do the gallon <laughs> challenge. Um. <coughs> okay. It was a meeting place for uh, the extended family. Cousins who lived far away would congregate in my grandmother's house frequently. And we would have an awesome time eating sandwiches and playing video games together. Sometimes we'd also spend the night and tell each other spooky stories. During the telling of one of these spooky stories, it wasn't uncommon for a cousin to share odd experience that had happened in the house. It was all innocent and far from sinister, but always unsettling for us children. For example, a common story among different cousins was that toys might suddenly move. One of my cousins had a remote control car that he pulled that he put together from a modeling kit and brought over to show off. Sometimes it would move without input from the controller or even when the power switch was off. There was another story that involved a particular room where my grandma kept her dolls. Everything. From Ugh! Anytime you run into a grandma with a doll room, dude, I used to get a it ain't porcelain it. doll from my great grandma for like every. Event. What is that? Why is that? Who was like, you know what? This child will love a doll made of glass. Yeah, that we looks had to like keep it's them haunted. in their boxes in the basement because my mom wouldn't let us play with them. Yeah, because it's fucking glass. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. I'm not going to shit on Grandma Juanita, though. And I'm not saying don't shit on any grandmas. But, but who like what QVC salesman is like, you know what your six year old needs is a glass doll like, that looks like it's haunted it from 1982. Kids from the Depression got things that were like kind of nice and they kept them nice forever. <laughs> and that's when the porcelain doll really hit its popularity because yeah. they're like, oh, there's this string that I found because I'm from the Great Depression. I'll save it for fucking ever. 
Okay. And then I'll keep it with this pristine doll. And then we'll all starve to death. That makes Mm -hmm. more sense. And then we'll eat the clothes off the doll and then it will die. And then our haunted bodies will go into them. Ah, you know what? Like Annabelle. Porcelain dolls being vessels just for haunted souls to go into makes so much sense. I wish that for you. I think you would make a great haunted doll. I think I would be the dopest haunted doll ever. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just come home and you just be like crunking. You're like, <laughs> your head's like spinning around. <laughs> I would terrorize. Honestly, the only thing in life that I want to do is die and terrorize a child. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Wishing big. Yeah. Um, I'd like health insurance. You know what? Stop with your unrealistic <laughs> dreaming. Uh, to live a life debt free. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So everything from porcelain figures to raggedy ends were stored in that dusty bedroom that we occasionally had to sleep in for a lack of space in that house. One cousin took a nap in that room after a long day of swimming and discovered that all the dolls were facing in her direction Good. upon waking. <laughs> <laughs> That story really spooked me, and I avoided that room when I could, but Grandma kept the Atari in there, and my jaded child mind would rather play video games in fear than not play them at all. Amen. Other stories included doors and windows that suddenly slammed, opened back up, and then slam again, and disembodied voices. When I got a little older, my mom and aunts started to chime in, and shit suddenly got too real for us. In particular, my mom would always talk about Mr. Corey, her friend that would hang out with her as a child. That's a bullshit name, my Aunt Cheryl would say. Mr. Corey is a woman. That bitch stared at me through the mirror. It's worth noting that many of the adults had also seen Mr. Corey through reflections in the various mirrors in the house. My mother would eventually acquiesce, stating that her friend Mr. Corey was indeed a woman, but that the name Mr. Corey was fun because it reminded her of the exorcist, i.e. Captain Howdy. Upon retrospect in my adulthood, it's easy to debunk these stories as us children playing pranks on each other or adults wanting to have fun with kids. And then the fire happened. Wah, wah, wah. The entire house was engulfed in flames during the one fall season and my grandmother was taken to the hospital for smoke inhalation. Made worse because of her cancer from her chronic lung cancer smoking. From yeah, chronic lung smoking. cancer from chronic smoking. Yikes. The structure of the house survived but had to be repaired and partially rebuilt. We were all devastated at the news. I was told two different things about the cause of the fire. The story for a long time was that there was exposed wiring that sparked and set the house ablaze. But as recent as this year, my parents and relatives believe my grandmother was careless with her smoking and accidentally lit the house with hot ash from her cigarettes. The true cause of the fire was and still is unknown. The mysterious events of the house, however, never happened again. Perhaps we were all too somber to continue playing tricks on each other. Perhaps we just simply grew up and migrated from stories to movies. That's all plausible, except for this one little fact. Oh! After the fire, someone took pictures of all the rooms in the house to survey the damage. One of those pictures eventually made it into my hands and in front of my eyes. It was a picture of my grandmother's hallway. At the end of the hallway was one of her mirrors, now darkened and cracked from the heat, but still mostly intact. And in the reflection was a screaming woman standing in the flames. I would do anything to see that picture. Me too. Send it to Please us. send it. I love this. You know what, what a great story. What is growing up, my Aunt Sherry, who I'm estranged from, so we don't have to say nice things about her. Okay, good. Uh, I wasn't that Her house that was bitch. fucking clown themed. I'm oh talking my God. thousands of clowns. She had stacks on stacks on stacks, like fucking floor to ceiling glass 
display cabinets full of like precious moments clowns clowns from the ceiling she had a ceiling fan that had like a little cat clown that was like like just like hissing at you oh my god on the ceiling fan that's what maybe thought of i wish her house would burn to the ground we should okay i think i don't i think she lives in rose park good who the fuck collects clowns what type of sick motherfucker that's some weird shit that's some weird fucking shit and that's coming from someone who wants to collect human teeth from strangers. And I'm going to say the clown shit is fucking weird. Yeah, that You're is weird. weird. That's like the weird thing. That's like a kink shame. I'll kink shame. Yeah, I'll kink shame the fuck out of you. 20 years from now, someone tried to cancel me over talking shit on liking clowns. Not going to apologize. <laughs> Try to cancel me, motherfuckers. Yeah. Clowns are the worst. Clowns are the worst. Okay. That was a big one. Clowns are so bad. Yeah, that was a big one. This one. Oh God! <laughs> this is a novel. Oh shit! I'm gonna get. I'm gonna fuck up. Did I use my finger like a little kid? I know. Like follow I, along. I like move it up the yeah, page. The small ass text. Y'all are about to find out. I don't know how to read. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up on a 200 year old farm on approximately 20 acres of land in Northwest New Jersey. I'm so sorry for your loss. I was, <laughs> I was in second grade when we moved into the very dated duplex with my mom's boyfriend. I was excited to always have a family next door to play with and quickly made friends with the kids next door and in the area. Things didn't work out for my mom and her boyfriend though. And she wound up dating our landlord. Honestly, free rent. She fucking gets it. Pop off queen. Years later, when my mom got remarried, we converted the old farmhouse into a single family home for me and my little brother. Oh, that's actually super cute. There were many other functional outlying buildings in addition to the large red two-story L-shaped barn that we used for housing animals and for additional storage. My stepfather was a truck driver and he had built up quite the collection of furniture and old antiques people would give him from moving jobs. He would store it, he would store it all in the closed-off back lower and upper portions of the building. There was junk everywhere collecting dust and making homes for field mice and barn swallows. There was a section of the barn with individual horse stalls where I kept my Appaloosa. Is that a type of horse? Appaloosa gelding? I'm going to Google it. Hold on. I think so. And other animals such as young piglets who were not ready to join the older group. Yeah, it's a horse. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, my horse girl jumped out. (laughs) Is it white and with brown spots? I got to Google it. Yeah, just a regular horse. Let me see. Different Please, this is important for me. Is it like a spotted one? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm amazing. Okay, anyway. (laughs) Above above the... Fuck you, this is great. Above above that was a huge hayloft with high ceilings accessible through a staircase in the far back corner of the barn or by metal ladder set against the outside door. Whenever I had to feed the animals at dawn and dusk, I usually opted to climb the ladder overtaking the stairs as it was far quicker than walking all the way through the barn and a lot closer to the main house. Otherwise, you would need to climb over rusty, over old rusty equipment and wade through an expansive clutter to reach the area of my loft used for holding food. I would simply scoot my way up this sturdy metal ladder, break open some bales, and then chuck them down to the lower level for dispersal to the animals, usually into the tractor bucket or back 
back of a trailer hooked up to our four-wheeler. Honestly, this is just a bragging session. <laughs> this is like, look, my horse and my four-wheeler and my farm and the house that was made for me and my brother on our property. Um, I get it. The, the I don't want to... Thank you so much for typing up this story and sending it to us. This is all conjecture. Uh, this scary story, I'm going to call it right now. She she probably breaks her fucking like porcelain tea set and then uh, mom will only pay for 90% of her college. <laughs> at our uh, I'm just kidding. I'm very jealous of your childhood. I know. I know. We trust me. I, you know, I would kill a random stranger if I could have a horse. Pigs are my favorite animal. I used to have a pet pig and the fact that you just got to be around young piglets. Yeah. Like my envy is hatred. Yeah. I feel that. The hayloft was probably one of the messiest places outside of the cow pen with straw everywhere and a dusting of hay on everything. You also never left the loft clean and I would pick hay out of my hair and off my clothes all day at school. By day, the barn was a bustling hub of activity, cattle coming in and out as they please and chirping of birds echoing down the long corridors. At night, however, an eerie darkness engulfed the structure and chilling breezes blew between the holes in the boards. As kids, my brother and I would sneak out to the barn with our friends after watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Holler! And tell creepy stories by flashlight. One remarkable night, we were sitting in the lower portion of the barn with the horse stalls, and my friend told us the story about a young man who lost his fiancé in a tragic auto accident. Honestly, isn't that always it? Isn't it always some 1940s or 1950s lovebird couple and they fucking drive off a bridge and either the boyfriend or the girlfriend dies and they're forever haunted and then the ghost is like at that bridge? Isn't that just like every story? I'm trying to skim ahead. Doesn't seem like it. It is. <clears throat> anyway. Um, like, I feel like everyone, no matter where you lived, you had that exact story. Like, is it the same couple just going around dying and haunting people? That's anyway, you're going to be. You're going to be the girl who just dies at every bridge. I fucking hope so. Um, lost his fiance in a tragic ox out, blah, 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 auto accident and was so overcome with grief that he hung himself that's a twist as he could not bear to live without her well you know no i do think that there's always some like they killed themselves because yeah. they're sad or whatever he also killed the man responsible for her death that's fun he also killed the man responsible for her death before doing so honestly ball out i would Dude, if rampage. someone killed you i would kill them would you really and then i would live though but yeah you would really kill someone if they killed me yeah are you really? kidding me that means a lot yeah Sometimes I think about, oh man, the FBI <laughs> is going to get me for this one. Sometimes I think about like, maybe I should just, oh my God, maybe, God, maybe I should just kill Trump <laughs> and just like, just helicopters yeah, immediately descend. Like, so, honestly, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should just be, what's his name who shot Lincoln? John Wilkes Booth. Maybe I should just be the John Wilkes Booth of 2020 yeah. and I'll be the martyr and I'll kill. But I'll but, make sure to get Trump and Pence. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. I'll double tap. I'll get Trump and Pen Pence. And then I'll just like live my life in cushy federal prison for yeah. assassinating a president and the vice president. Yeah. And like, I'm fine with that. Like that. I think that that would be my legacy. Like I support I support your um your beliefs. I just think you're too rem like remarkable looking for the Secret Service to let you get close. Like. You have all the tellings of like a radical killer. You have. Oh, I. You don't think I could get some of that fucking 
tattoo cover up makeup, yeah, put a blonde wig to, on. Yeah, you'd have to cover up. I would your look tattoos. like Carmen San Diego. You'd have to wear a brown wig. Yeah. 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 I would be Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Just a giant red coat. <laughs> yeah. And a giant red hat. So anyway, hello. Um, be, be NSA. Funnier if went, it'd be funnier if you went for like Inspector Gadget. And you're just like, <laughs> like a knife. Just like, like robot arm just yeah. comes out. You have like moon boots and you're yeah. just fucking trying to run away. I'm just it's jumping like from like. Honestly, though, think about it. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Even after, he, so the moral of the story is, if I think about that seriously sometimes, of course if you were murdered, I would kill the person who did it. That does mean a lot. What do, uh, hell yeah, what do I, I just go to jail, oh, you just go to jail, fuck you, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Even after he got his revenge, the spirit of the man was so distraught, it was said to have sought out anyone who drove unsafely and terrorized them until they either died of fright or killed themselves. Oh, you know, that's one way to stop aggressive drivers. Yeah. As soon as the story was over, we heard light footsteps above us in what should have been the very empty hayloft. Not animal footsteps or those of one of our friends. Oh my god, to this is why you heard footsteps on your roof because you almost killed that oh hobo. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming for you. <laughs> Bitch, I still hear the footsteps on my roof. It's him. You're my, the shitty driver. <laughs> honestly, honestly, it could just be an actual crackhead <laughs> just tap dancing up there. So it sounds like scuttling. Maybe I'm just like sleepwalking at night and I'm returning to my youth. Yeah, like, <laughs> straight up. There's always something scuttling up there to the point where it doesn't even bother me anymore. I'm just like, come and get me. Um, not animal footsteps or those of one of our friends trying to scare us, but those of someone much larger than a child. They were muffled by the layer of hay on the floor, but we all looked at each other as if to say, you hear that too? We all froze in fear and stayed still to try and hear where the mysterious sounds were heading. They slowed and then stopped just above us before a loud crash sent us running back to the house in a frenzied panic. I stopped and looked back at the door where the ladder leaning against it and noticed a shadow next to it. When I looked harder, it sway it swaying slightly back and forth as if it were swinging from a rope. I could feel the hair stand up on stand up and shiver down my spine before finally resolving myself to it being a figure of my imagination. The next day I went about my normal chores and didn't notice anything out of the ordinary upon visiting the hayloft in daylight. I went to throw hay bells down into the trailer of the four wheeler as normal but they bounced out, exploding everywhere. I cleaned them all up and proceeded to disperse the flakes to the, all the animals around the property. When the emergency brake on the quad slipped and it ran... What? When the emergency brake on the quad slipped and it ran ran over me? You got ran over? Yeah, but a four-wheeler, it sounds like. I luckily was able to take the hit and get up. I was shaken but otherwise unhurt. I didn't tell anyone and went to school as usual. Ah, typical childhood. Just, <laughs> just can bounce back. <laughs> just get, get run over. Get run over and bounce right back up. And yeah. then you don't tell anyone. Because <laughs> you're scared you're, you, you did something You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> A few days later, I was in my room and had already said goodnight to my family. I was all ready for bed and getting myself packed up for school when I felt that same shiver. Thinking nothing of it, I grabbed a sweatshirt, turned off the light, and crawled under the covers to get comfy when I felt what can only be described as an unfamiliar presence enter my now dark room. Think it was my mom or brother. I called out and heard no response, which made me very uneasy. I closed my eyes and laid on my back, figuring this was just another instance of my overactive imagination getting the best of me, convincing myself I was overthinking based on the other night. The air felt thicker and colder. I could feel my hair begin to stand on end again before a slight weight was suddenly on my bed and almost sitting on the edge. 
eyes firmly closed. Of course, the typical, if they can't see me, I can, they can't see me, I can't see them. I struggled to move and pull the blankets over my head, but a paralysis came over me and I was forced to lay there motionless while the presence just watched me, leaning more over me and pressing deeper into the side of my bed. I could now notice the dip in the material of the mattress and looked over to the glass sliding door of my closet in an attempt to see the menacing figure. I couldn't see it, but I could feel it, pushing me into the bed, choking me now and causing me to struggle to breathe. With my heart racing, I cried out and begged to be left alone. As quickly as it had sat down, it got up. It released me from the paralysis, and I was suddenly alone in my dark room. Posters staring down at me, and the gut-wrenching feeling was gone. A few years later, I got the real truth. My mother's previous boyfriend had hung himself in the garage and wrote a note about how he intended to take me, my brother, and my mom with him so we could all live happily ever after together in heaven. My family has since sold that property, but I still shudder every time I drive by that house. Oh, my God. What a fucking twist. Right, I know. That last sentence there. Jesus fucking Christ. That got got me. I got a little bit of a chill. Oh, my God. Huh. I know. Yikes, dude. I'm sorry we made fun of you for your precious childhood. That was um, yeah, ended. I'm glad you had a precious childhood since, you know, like your mom's ex wanted to fucking kill you. Yikes. Jesus. Also good. Rotten hell, you motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? Fuck that guy. <clears throat> good riddance. I hope that shit fucking hurted, bitch. Yeah. Hurted. I hope they hurted. Okay. okay. Anyway. Next story. Ooh, I got a spooky story entry for y'all. <laughs> so I've had strange encounters, events happen around me a lot growing up, typically when around my family. This ranges from the small stuff like flickering lights and odd sounds to bigger stuff like an entire glass knickknack shelf that had been in my family for years suddenly shattering during an argument with my family. The shelf with all the ceramic angels just broke clean in half and destroyed every angel. But by far the most intense thing happened when I was around four or five. Okay. Every this there's a common theme here. Have you figured it out? Family. Yes, and knickknacks. What type of knickknacks? Well, they typed angles. (laughs) 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 Well, not just angles. (laughs) Fucking porcelain glass. Fucking shit, dude. Porcelain. Everything's porcelain. Everyone, go fucking destroy your toilets right now. Yeah, yeah. Get a fucking bat out to that shit. You just pee in the sink. <laughs> Shit just came out my nose. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, it hurts so bad. Oh my god. Ow. Oh my god. I was your dog. You're so upset. <laughs> I was taking it. The moment, the moment that it's fucking sparkling waters, that shit burn. I took a sip of my drink the moment you said pee in the sink, and I laughed, and it just came shooting out of my fucking nose. My eyes hurt now. Oh my god! I need to blow my nose. Wait, read this. I have to okay, blow my okay. nose. I lived in a small house alone with my mother. <laughs> I remember always feeling very uncomfortable in my bedroom. And I'd often have nightmares that would make me go sleep in my mother's room instead. One night I had a <laughs> one night I had a really awful one and ran screaming to my mother's room, begging okay, her okay. Okay. not to make me sleep in my room anymore. I don't remember what the nightmare was or what I described to her, but she was fed up at this happening and tried to get me to go back to my bed. 
My bedroom was at the end of a long hallway that my mother's room was perpendicular to, so you had to go around a corner to even see my mom. Legit perfect horror movie setup. When she took me around that corner on the way back, she completely froze, and we both looked at the end of the hallway and saw what I've always just described as a demon? It was a weird shadow of a person that was blocking the door to my room entirely, very barely visible, with distinctly shimmering red eyes. I will literally never forget about the sight of this thing. After a second or so of looking, I started to cry more, and my mother grabbed me a few things, and we went to my abuela's place for a week or so while my mother called the nearest Catholic church. We were Baptists, so I did K. <laughs> well, you know that you always got to trust the Catholics yeah, when the it comes to spooky shit. Exorcisms. Um, and had them come pray over the house. I tend to attribute any other weird shit of experience to that same whatever it was, but that night is by far the weirdest, most frightening thing that's happened to me. I'm so sorry for laughing throughout the true story. <laughs> I'm so, I was dying, dude. <laughs> it's the demons. We were about to have a real fucking haunting when my ass died in the hallway. Um, no, I, again, I'm the fucking theme with not only porcelain things being haunted, but fucking kids, dude. Kids are creepy as shit. You, you manifest that shit. I'm going to say the more religious paraphernalia you have in your house, the more likely you're to be haunted as well. I would agree to that a thousand percent. They're like, this one's going to be easy to fuck with. Yeah. You can like turn a little angel figurine like a quarter of an inch and you're going to give 60 women a heart attack. Absolutely. You're going to, honestly, it could, let's, I'm going to play pretend and live in the world where um, angels and stuff are real. And if I was like recruiting for Jesus, I would do that on purpose. I would, I would be the ghost haunting the children because what do you do? You make them more devoutly religious. What are they going to do immediately? Get on their hands and knees and pray. Even me, someone who doesn't believe in God, when shit gets hairy, my motherfucker's like, Jesus, please. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you bring that evil to your abuela's house? I know. What the fuck? She didn't do shit to you. But I love that shit. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Okay, fifth story. And I think this will be it. We'll do the rest on a part two. Have we already gone for like an hour? We're Well, we're at 37 minutes. So by the time we wrap it, it'll probably be like 45. Okay. And we could, I mean, how big is the next story? Well, the next story is the duplicate story. What do you mean? Oh. It's the mom's mom's story with oh, Mr. Okay. Corey. So I'm just going to delete that. Yeah, delete that one. Bah. Okay. Fifth story. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. This one's kind of short. Okay. So this one is like an alien spooky story. Oh, hello. I want to read the story after this. It's about... That happened to me when I was 15. I grew up way out of town on a big lake. So super dark outside, no streetlights, no really close houses. I had a door in my room that connected to the patio. Another humble brag of childhood. (laughs) It It was a big wooden door with a little screen one before it. I'm super scared of everything, so every night I would make sure both were locked and the screen door had a little latch lock. Anyways, I started sleeping really weird and having crazy-ass dreams, and and when I would wake up, the door would be unlocked sometimes, one and sometimes both. Oh, so sometimes one door would be sometimes Mm -hmm. both. Once I woke up and the door was open, a few days go by, and the door stays locked, and one night I wake up around 3 a.m., which is always the hour weird mm-hmm. shit happens. That's my little intake there. And there's this bright-ass light shining through my window. So I look, and the light is coming from the lake, so I assume it's like a boat and people are night fishing. But then I keep looking, and the lights are moving around in a circle, almost above the lake, and I'm like, oh, shit, I don't think this is a boat. <laughs> 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 oh my god 
up. It's <laughs> the most relatable sentence I've ever read in my life. Oh, my God. I'm looking out my blinds for about a minute, and then they stop. The light starts coming towards my window, and I'm so scared shitless, and I just clutch my covers for dear life and don't move for like 10 minutes. The light gets so close to my window that my dark room is so illuminated. It was so unreal. After the 10 minutes, the light backs away and back towards the lake. After that night, the the door was never unlocked again. I'm scared to not live in a big city now and will never move back to my hometown. I tell this story all the time and no one ever believes me. Enjoy. Bitch, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you based off of the sentence, oh shit, I don't think this is a boat because that's literally the first (laughs) thought you would have. Also, congrats on your alien experience. Also, congrats on apparently not being good enough for them to abduct. Yeah, they just wanted Um, to like, they just wanted to like peek in and they were like, ah, oh, this one sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they left. But also I agree with you there. That's why I'll never not live in a city like mine. Not necessarily aliens, even though that is my one true fear is aliens. Cause I know they're real. But, um, my thing is more like you're for sure going to get murdered and killed and no, no, no for weeks. If you live out in the fucking bumpkin ass country, Versus if I get murdered now, at least I can scream and maybe someone will come. There's more of a chance. They might not, but there's more of a chance. And I like my odds here. Yeah. So, okay. Do the next one. We'll do one more. Okay. Okay. So here's a pretty funny story that is equal parts spooky and comfy. It's a story. My my two favorite (laughs) feelings. Like, I want to be scared, but I also want to be warm. I want to be cozy. Cozy with my pony in my private barn. (laughs) It's a story my parents have told and me. And my hanged <laughs> mom's ex-boyfriend. Okay, <laughs> you're awful. I can't say that. This is such a twist. Oh, it's a story that my parents have told me many times growing up. And it's a story of my first word. Now, my family does seem to have a weird history with this kind of shit. My English great-grandmother went to a traditional midwife to give birth to my grandmother, and apparently a girl around 12 or 13 came in to hold the baby and went away again. Weird. That was the turn of the century. Uh, This was turn of the century Britain, so there wasn't any gas and oxygen or anything to cause any hallucinations. And when my great-grandmother asked who the girl was, the midwife told her that she's a spirit who's been here years. She's like, oh, yeah, that's just that Just just a free labor. Um, Although she was weary from childbirth, my great-grandmother left the next day to recover at home instead, keen on not letting this spirit hold her baby again, nice as she seemed. In all honesty, it was probably the midwife fucking with her, but I honestly don't know why a northern village midwife in that era would pull a prank on a new mother. Anyway, on to me. I'm a quarter Vietnamese via my father. This will come up. My parents tell me I said my first proper words when I was around two or three, but my first words were when I was about a year old. They had fed me and left me in a playpen whilst they got their own dinner. They came back to me after they had finished their dinner to find me. According to the story, they have always told me, babbling in the corner of the pen. My dad came over to play with me and noticed I had pulled myself up, holding onto the pen and was waving my hand over the top of, top of it towards the corner. Now, I apparently had done this sort of pro-baby move when a person walking the dog went past the window or whatever cute shit like that happened. But this time, I was intently giggling and waving into an empty corner of the room. Creepy babies, like I've been saying. When my dad went to pick me up, apparently, according according to my mother, he suddenly froze and went completely pale. I was babbling some baby talk, banana, 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 or some shit. My mother, panicking, asked what's wrong, thinking I had hurt myself or looked ill or something. Oh my God, I'm going to have to try to pronounce fucking Here we go, baby. My dad looked 
My dad just looked, gone out, and told her that I was calling about banoi, the Vietnamese word for grandma. My grandmother passed away from a lung condition when my father was a teenager and had been dead for decades. The rest of my dad's side of the family is scattered abroad, but my uncle said two of my cousins have had a similar sort of experience. Despite never having had a chance to meet her, I've always felt a strong affinity for my grandmother. I'm told I have her personality by older, older extended family members. Even though it was probably just a confluence of my baby babble sounding vaguely familiar to a foreign word and the interpretation by a man whose mother was taken before his time, I like to believe that the Ban Noi has visited me from beyond the grave to meet the grandchild who would love and venerate her memory in spite of the gulf between us. They are making me use my whole fucking mouth in this story. <laughs> I hope that was very spoopy enough for this episode. You guys take care and stay safe. Hell, Ban Noi. I bet I'm saying that so wrong. I don't know. I would love to know if you're saying that right. Right. That's cute, though. That I like cute. that. Oh, precious moments. Yeah. Just as I suspected, we are at 45 um, we will pick back up and finish. The, we will for sure finish these next week. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you. The next one, I'm excited. I even reached out to Reddit. So we got some Reddit stories as well. Really? Yeah. My people. Oh, your your people are great. Did I say this on air? That I messaged the police department? Oh, we drunk? didn't fucking do that. So Chelsea got drunk and messaged the police department and asked them if they had any ghost stories. And you know what? They were delightful. They, they apologized. They didn't have any of their own, but they were mec- recommended me some local places. To go check out. complained about, yeah, stories. So maybe I'll reach out to them in the meantime. You should. I also have a, a chief of police who did answer with mm. two stories. Ooh. So thank you. Yeah, we're going to, next episode, um, hopefully we won't need to scream about something that's going on in the world, but it's 2020, baby, so we might. Um, and we'll, we'll jam through these. Yeah, you came out of left field with Jenna Marbles. I was so <laughs> upset. Well, literally the moment you walked in my door, I was like, you'll never believe. And it happened. And then you're like, like, do you like Jenna Marbles? And I said, no. And you're like, well, let me tell you what happened. Yeah, I had to tell you anyway. It's just the perfect example of cancel closure being bullshit. But anyway, um, thank you for your stories. Thank you for the ones that we are going to read. I'm really excited. I mean, fuck it. We, I'll have to, we'll have to look at how many we have because we might even just put out a part two this weekend. Yeah, let's do it. We should just record it immediately after this and do yeah, a part two. We'll just release it later. Okay. Let's do that. I let's have time. Do, that. do you have time? Not really, technically, but... Trevor was supposed to come over and um, make chicken for Apollo because he's got a boo-boo tummy. Oh. I can make chicken for Apollo. But he didn't want to do that while we were recording because that's my kitchen right there. Yeah. I can touch my hands in the kitchen right now. It would make a little noise. Let's just record real fast. Okay. Hail Banoi! Oh, yeah. Hail, hail Vietnamese grandmas. <laughs>